and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm going to be looking at another graphic novel which I realise is probably the thing that I look at the least but in all fairness it's not really my area of expertise or really interest up until recently. I've only recently started to get into reading graphic novels. That being said I did read this one about six months ago um, before I even started the podcast and therefore it's taken me a while to reread it so that I could review it with it fresh in my mind. The comic in question is by DC Comics Vertigo and it is called Witchcraft uh, with a capital W and a capital C. So I think it's one word, but it has a capital in the middle for some reason. And that is by quite a number of people. But the first name on the list is James Robinson, also associated with the Scarlet Witch comics. Scarlet Witch being the Marvel character. It's quite a short series. I think it's only three comics. I have the collected edition, which wasn't particularly expensive, um, but it is, I think, my favourite and most witchy comic that I have come across. Uh, it's definitely got a little bit of a flavour of Wicca to it, but mostly there's some more old school witchcraft in there and also quite a lot of ideas about feminism and gender politics and stuff like that which I find uniquely interesting. Now I was kind of struggling for how to sum up the plot of this particular graphic novel because it spans quite a few different time periods and involves reincarnation. So I'm going to read you the blurb from the Goodreads page but first I am going to give a trigger warning because there's stuff mentioned in the blurb uh, which is also obviously the content of the comic which people might find quite disturbing if they weren't expecting it or if it's something you could be triggered by so quite a lot of the comic features scenes of sexual assault it's quite a big thing in the plot um, and happens to a number of different characters across the the different issues so it's definitely not something that you can just bypass if it's something that's going to bother you for the most part I would say that it is in there for a good reason although there is one instance which left me feeling a very peculiar um and which i'll get into in a minute but just be warned and beware because i'm going to start mentioning it now so the blurb on goodreads is the three fates dark witch goddesses of ancient greece seek revenge after their followers are savagely raped and slaughtered by barbarians across the generations the witch's priestess is reborn with one purpose to slay the reincarnation of the barbarians chief with subtle aid from the witches themselves Ranging from ancient times to modern London, this haunting tale weaves a dark spell in the tradition of Vertigo's Sandman, graphic novel format. So the structure of the comic books falls into the sort of prologue part where um, an, the original crime is committed against a group of Hecate worshipping witches in ancient Rome. Uh, well, not ancient Rome, ancient Roman Londinium, if, if you see what I mean. And then it gets put into three following issues where the reincarnations take effect. And those issues are Maiden, Mother and Crone as different aspects of the Triple Goddess try to help the main character from the beginning, whose name is Ursula, in her various reincarnations to achieve vengeance against the man who wronged her. And this takes various different forms depending on how she and the barbarian captain were reincarnated. For example, in the first section, which is sort of the 13th century, I think, um, she is reincarnated as a young ward of a nunnery and she's going to be getting married to him. He's like a constable 
in the in the garden also a carpenter but then moving on again and into the next reincarnation both of them do come back as men and then later on you see her as an old woman so it's quite flexible and quite weird and different obviously the triple goddesses there they're acting quite a lot like the fates but they are meant to be faces of hecate and they're providing help both by appearing as corporeal people and also you see them doing magic things in their own uh, sort of realm also in several incarnations different people are magic users uh, witches sorceresses magicians that sort of thing so there is quite a lot of magic throughout the comic the art style i quite like it does change between the different issues very slightly um, I really love the cover and end pages of my version because it has this lovely Art Nouveau art and I was kind of hoping that that would be duplicated on the inside but it, it's sort of not, it's very, um, it again reminds me of those like old Bunty annuals, there's quite a lot of attempts at realism if you like, it's not particularly stylized. And then the middle portion, Mother, which is issue two, has a diff very different art style to the first issue. And then the third issue goes back to almost the same art style as the first, but slightly brighter, I think, and more uh, slightly more cartoonish. So that varies quite interestingly. I don't really know enough about art to make any more judgments on it aside from that. I quite like the book. It has a really satisfying conclusion and it's about a lot of things to do with like gender politics and sexism throughout the ages and the kind of subversive idea of witchcraft giving women power in times in history when they didn't really have a lot of power I would say is like one of the core themes it's a thing that I really like in literature about witchcraft because that's what witchcraft is it's empowering to women primarily so I quite liked seeing that in the story even in the the second part uh, mother where both characters are men it still manages to say something about women as well this is now going to be spoilers for the plot ahead but mother is the issue that i have issues with haha because although there are like sexual assaults being done um, in several of the the different scenarios they are being done by the bad guy because i mean i guess that's just who he is every time he's reincarnated it's as this horrible person who is like a wraith and i'm not going to say that's fine but that is in character for a bad character and the story is very much this guy is bad and he's going to get his comeuppance which is definitely the correct way to frame things when you're writing about a rapist murderer but in the second issue a very weird thing happens essentially the woman ursula who's like the main character i refer to her as ursula because that's who she is before she's reincarnated a bunch of times they have a lot of different names but she is a man and has been incapacitated by a combination of drugs and alcohol, which he has taken of his own free will because he's an idiot. But um, basically the bad guy then rapes him, like the guy, and that's obviously a horrifying thing to happen to anyone. But then after that, the good character, Ursula, although a guy at this point, this is very confusing, um, is sort of discovered by I think the mother version of Hecate or the the triple goddess who then proceeds to breastfeed him in attempt to counteract like the curse and the negative magic that he's under and then when that doesn't work to have sex with him even though he says no which is just rape again so essentially it's someone has been raped by the bad character and then they are raped by supposedly a good character to counteract that. 
which is very dark and not okay and very strange and very nearly like ruined the comic book for me it's a very strange scene to have put into the comic and having read it a second time I, i'm still not entirely sure why it's there obviously the breastfeeding part you can kind of see as being like a link to obviously the mother archetype um even if it is like obviously a bit on the nose but I don't really understand the whole like intercourse thing. I kind of thought maybe it was a reference to how in like the cycle of the year, the goddess is not just the god's mother, but also the person who is impregnated by him to give birth to the god at the next cycle of Yule. Maybe it was a reference to that. I was just very confused by it. Aside from that one rather glaring odd thing that I still don't really understand I'm trying to get my head around it and for that reason I wouldn't necessarily say don't read the comic because it's not just there as like a thing that they put in that they didn't necessarily think through I don't think I think it's meant to say something I'm just not really sure what it says and it's making me think so that's quite good in and of itself the last issue is probably my favorite uh, the crone uh, it deals with a, an old lady who is Ursula uh, reincarnated again and her granddaughter is kidnapped while she sort of looks away from her for an instant and then her body is found murdered and it's about why that happened and it's about the about Ursula's daughter in that scenario and her relationship with her new husband uh, and it very much delves into this idea of like toxic masculinity and really quite hardcore misogyny uh, and the kind of misogyny that kind of exists sometimes i think with magic in some ways it kind of comes back to what i read a little bit about jared gardner how all the women at rituals have to be like sexy pretty young naked women representing the goddess but the men there can be as old and crusty as you like and it definitely delves into that a little bit which is quite interesting i will say that although the blurb says it's set in the present day in london it is set in the 1990s so um, i'm not entirely sure when this came out but uh yeah maybe it was the present day back then because oh yes this was published in 1996 but again we've moved on a little bit from that what i really like about it is not just the the art style and the way that the story is told in quite a tight concise way it has a, a very firm structure which is something that sometimes annoys me about comic books and things is that they just go on and on and on and on and on and on until you either lose interest and stop reading or they just restart everything and pretend none of the previous stuff ever happened but this is definitely itself contained you can read it in one sitting as i did um and get the whole story and it's nice and well-rounded there's quite a lot of depth to it i think you can get quite a lot out of it and a lot of it references magic, witchcraft in particular, and various different kinds of magic. So it definitely has quite a high concentration of that like witchy material, which is of interest to um, anyone who's hopefully listened to this podcast. I highly recommend picking it up. I did a little look around online to see if you could still get copies of this because predictably I bought mine from eBay. And you can buy it either as three separate issues or as the collected edition, which I have, and it wasn't particularly expensive. So definitely go for that. And I believe you can now get quite a lot of comics through Amazon as like Kindle ones. I'm not sure how I feel about that because my Kindle only displays in black and white. But I guess if you have the Kindle app for an iPad, then you could see them in colour. So that'd be worth a go. But yeah, it's definitely one of my top comics in terms of witchy contents. 
um, really interesting story and fulfillment in terms of what she desires in reading so that's quite cool if you have any other comic recommendations for me with regards to witchcraft do get in touch you can do so on twitter which is at witchfix or via gmail which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com you can also donate to my patreon just check the description box for this episode and don't forget to go onto the twitter page and look at the uh, list of future review items on amazon and see if you want to send something my way if you do it would be very much appreciated in the meantime, I will see you in the next episode. Bye!